Hello out there, everybody. I'm Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of SD Times, and you're welcome to our first podcast of SD Times, What the Dev? I got to tell you, I'm still not sure what that means, but uh, we had a vote in here, and that's what we came up with, so. We'll figure it out as we we go along. That's it. Here we are. So anyway, uh, you guys probably didn't know this, and when I say you guys, I'm talking to our staff, of course, Jacob uh, Lukowitz, Jenna Sargent, Christina Cardoza, our editorial staff. SD Times actually was a pioneer in podcasting. We launched one about seven or eight years ago, and we would interview um, analysts to see, uh, you know, talk about the news of the day and other, uh, you know, people as news broke and things like that. So I like to think of this as the end of a not so brief hiatus of podcasting. And uh, as they say in the movies, we're back. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, anyway, so this time around, we'll probably be doing much of the same thing, interviewing industry thought leaders and newsmakers and commenting on trends as they emerge, and of course, putting our two cents in along the way. So uh, as I said before, our team is here. Christina Cardoza is the news editor, and uh, Jenna and Jacob are our digital and online editors. So Jenna, I know you're uh, at Strata in New York City today, so uh, what's been going on there? What are you seeing? So I've been seeing a lot of focus on cloud here. Um, a lot of focus on cloud and a lot of focus on machine learning. A lot of the companies I've talked to are um, kind of working on solutions to help organizations bring their data into the cloud. Um, I talked to one company called Aluxio, um, and they seem like a company to kind of keep an eye on. Um, it seems like there's a lot of... Um, interest around them which is all according to what they said so take that with a grain of salt but the problem that a lot of data scientists run into today is that um, there's like all these different applications spread all over the place it's not just like one database so there's a challenge of getting that data into all those different places and doing it kind of in real time so you can get real-time analytics on it um, and they're kind of uh, developing a solution to deal with all that um, and a lot of the companies here seem to have a big focus on cloud and machine learning. Um, yeah. I mean, machine learning is nothing new, but it's still still around. Also, there was a interesting, a few interesting keynotes this morning. Um, one by Microsoft, um, a guy named Jonathan Foster, who um, worked on Cortana, like the original Cortana team, mm-hmm. and he was talking about designing um, AI for human interaction. Wow. Um, he cited this study. I'm, I can't remember what university did this or what organization did this, but there there was like this like toy robot that like looked kind of like a bug, and um, they had the um, the uh, subjects like they told them to smash it with a hammer, and like a bunch of them did. And then they told them all, they like tried to do this again and was like, okay, now his name is Frank. And like, no one could like do it. Cause like, we like attribute like a personality to like these AIs. And so he, he kind of talked about like how they tried to give Cortana a personality. So she has like five personality types. Like there's witty, professional, friendly. And I can't remember the, um, the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's all these different things that she'll say based on, like, which personality type she's doing. So, um, well, as long I as thought that was obnoxious, because that would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> if you had that in your, uh, in, like, your navigation in your car, and it was like, you just missed the turn, dummy. You know, you, you would yeah, be more... Yeah, they actually, 
he kind of touched on this. He like one of their principles is that they don't want to make a game out of abusive language. So like you're like at a at a, like a family party and they're like uncles trying to show you like all the things Siri can do and he's like yeah like saying all these mean things to her. So uh, this guy gave the example of how if you say like f you to Cortana, she'll just keep saying like a, a variation of moving on. Like she won't address it or like say anything witty. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And then there is this other keynote, um, from this guy from the financial times and he was talking about how, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but he like, um, found a way to make the yield curve actually interesting. (laughs) So he like, so, um, he like found, he was like animating it and like showing all these different modifications, like changing the speed of like how frequently it's updating, and then like sometimes one of the models is like to leave a trail every so often so you can compare it, and then um, they actually added like sound to it, so um, they like generated um, music to go along with it, so that like you can actually like associate, like you can basically if with your eyes closed understand what's going on, so like if it's if it's doing well, it's like uh, upward arpeggio, and if it's like mm-hmm. in a down, it's like um, going down. And then he like showed us what it sounds like right before the uh, 2008 recession, and it was like very ominous music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting because um, both of those talks kind of were about they talked a lot about like making technology more inclusive. Like so this. Right, was, accessibility he, like he, for people with disabilities or something. Yeah, because he was talking about how he like kind of envisions this screenless future where, like, all of our all of the information we're gathering is like audio and, um, just trying to make it not all screens and I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Oh, that sounds really great. All right. Well, thanks for that, and uh, enjoy the rest of the uh, conference. So uh, I want to turn it over to Jacob now. I know he's got an upcoming podcast on uh, virtual reality, I believe, right? So yep, what's, yep. Uh, what's that about? So a lot of interesting things happening there. As of now, um, Oculus Connect is going on. There's a couple of things coming out of there. There's this new kind of virtual reality social space called the Facebook Horizons, which kind of reminds me of the game Second Life. Have you ever heard of that? No, but it's, I'm old. Uh, well, it's it's been around since 2003. And oh, that long, huh? Yeah, yeah, and it's still around now. People are still using it now. And basically, you just get to customize your own avatar, and that's that's how people socialize over there. So, I mean, everyone's everyone keeps saying that this is going to be the year where VR is, is the huge thing. What was that I mean, movie? Wasn't there a movie? I think it was maybe Bruce Willis where, like, People were, they're all beautiful and they're in the streets and they're interacting and then halfway in the movie you realize those are just avatars and the real people are like unshaven in bathrobes in their apartments, they're really huh. ugly, but they socialize and live in this avatar world. Yeah. It's a cool movie. Well, it's only a matter of time, I think, before we start seeing people wandering around with their whole VR headsets no. out outside. <laughs> um, yeah, so in my upcoming podcast, I'm talking a lot of the latest things that are happening in VR and AR. Uh, augmented reality Mm -hmm. and when it comes to practical use cases we're we're seeing a lot of things being mostly popped out of uh, popping out of augmented reality whether that's for retail you can basically position like an Ikea furniture piece in your house and see exactly how it looks Mm -hmm. before going to the store 
and dealing with the burden of packing it up and unpacking, sure. and busting a few car windows on the way. Um, yeah, there's there's other other use cases already. We see, we're seeing uh, dashboards kind of popping up the speedometer and everything uh, using that. And, and we're seeing uh, Apple, uh, companies like Apple and Facebook really, really investing in those things right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the, with the release of ARKit uh, 3.0, developers can basically use those technologies now for whatever, uh, whatever apps they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so I just bought this car, right? And it's got the, the lane controller to keep you from drifting out. And I can see how far I am in front of the car in front of me. And I can set my cruise control that if I get too close, the car automatically slows itself down. And um, is that, would you consider that, all, you know, augmented reality? I think augmented reality still has to do with, uh, with visual perception, mm-hmm. whereas I think that's more akin to you know, uh, autonomous driving vehicles, which right. is another huge advancement right, in technology, which is a good topic I think I should cover for another yeah. podcast, definitely. <laughs> there's there's an idea from there. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But augmented reality is, is basically seeing things that, that aren't there and that, mm-hmm. that build upon you know, right. your perception of things. So perhaps maybe in a vehicle like... Um, if you have arrows pointed where you go, just like an interactive GPS where it's basically telling you where to, where to go off the lane without having, having to look at the infotainment mm-hmm. system, I think that would, be, that would be under the auspice of AR. Interesting. Very good. Yeah. All right, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I know you also have recorded a couple of interviews for some podcasts coming up. So uh, uh, you want to talk about that or what you've seen going on in the market or... Uh... Yeah, definitely. I'll talk about my upcoming podcast. Well, I could talk about what I plan on doing sort of for the podcast. It's funny you say like the the name is sort of random to you, what the dev, but to Mm -hmm. me, it's sort of a play on like software is always changing and the way that people are coming to do software or trying to tackle delivering faster and being competitive is always changing. So to me, it's like what what the dev like what is even going on right now right. so my podcasts are sort of looking at the trends and trying to decide for her like exactly what is the dev what the developers are looking at right now and what's going on so i've done a couple calls microservices are obviously a big thing and everyone's moving towards them but there's a bunch of anti-patterns that people don't realize that they're putting microservices together and they're focused on the word micro which means small but it doesn't necessarily mean that so i talked a little bit to um chris richardson who's done a lot of talks about this on what the anti-patterns are and what to look about for um i'm looking at cloud native that's another big thing that's coming up serverless sort of looking at the architectures that people are doing and how they have to rethink their software um now and design it for the modern world that's it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's plenty no that, that's good i'm trying to think yeah i had i had actually a talk um because i wrote this i wrote a serverless article for our october issue and one of the guys i talked to um you know I, I didn't do it as a podcast but i recorded the conversation and he had a lot of great things to talk about you know serverless is so new and everyone wants to jump on it, but he was a little bit more cautious about jumping on it and why. So that's been something else I'm going to put together and publish. All right. So I, of course, will be at the Star West test conference next week, uh, talking to vendors and testers and getting more information, I guess, about uh, 
you know, automated testing, continuous testing. Now people are talking about autonomous testing. Uh, and it's uh, certainly an evolved space. Uh, I remember years ago, uh, the company that used to own SD Times put on a conference called um, Software Test and Performance Conference, STPCon. And, um, and then we couldn't cover that space for years because we had a non-disclosure agreement after we sold that uh, event off. And when I first went back into that market like four years ago, nothing had changed from the five years that we couldn't talk to them at all about testing. But in the last four years, it's really exploded with, of course, Agile and DevOps and all those things that require testing to be done alongside development. So obviously, continuous testing and, and, and that sort of thing is kind of going to be the very, very hot topic there. But I'll be curious to see where, what the next step is now. Where does that go from there? So, uh, you know, I'll be uh, talking to folks about that and hopefully uh, finding out uh, some new uh, patterns that people are coming up with, some new trends, and we'll talk about those also. All right. Cool. So uh, I hope our listeners kind of get the idea of what we're going to be bringing to the table here. and. Um, Thank you all for your time today. And so I would say until next time, this has been What the Dev.